BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. A new year is a new chance to focus on you. You're probably already picturing yourself struggling at the gym, but not all self-help has to mean suffering. Squeeze.com is making it easier than ever to elevate your wellness by delivering a juice cleanse right to your doorstep. It's the easiest juice cleanse you'll ever do that may aid in weight loss, eliminating bloating, clearing your skin, boosting your energy levels, improving sleep, and breaking bad eating habits. Meet all your health goals from the comfort of your home. Get free same-day local delivery or fast free delivery nationwide with code WONDERY today at squeezed.com. Well, she's got a lot of things on her mind to talk about. No Fun, the Jen Kirkman Podcast, Episode 25, Season 10. Hi. Somebody left a review for the podcast, and they said, One star. Constant complaining. I have enough people who complain in my life. I don't need another one when I listen to a podcast. Now, this person who wrote that thinks they're insulting me, but Unfortunately, that is the best review for this podcast that I could ever fucking think of. Now, of course, if you all want to leave a review for No Fun, the Jen Kirkman podcast, I believe you can do that on Apple Podcasts. I mean, I know you can. And I think Spotify now. I don't know. Listen, I'm not, I just do this. I don't sit around knowing everywhere that you can leave a review. But if you can on your app of choice, your favorite podcast app, uh, go ahead and do it. But here's the thing. You know, people... Usually people are just motivated by hate, right? Uh, they like to leave a one star. It tanks the entire rating of the podcast. <laughs> so quite powerful thing to do. So uh, if you like it, leave five stars. Now, of course, this show isn't all complaining. But, uh, you know, complaining is sort of the basis of comedy. Nobody uh, laughed at Seinfeld or, um, you know, Larry David, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, because the shows were about how amazing everything is. You go, Jen, you're not as funny as that one. This isn't a... This isn't a uh, professional sitcom with writers. It's it's just my podcast. And it's called No Fun. I mean, what the fuck did you expect? Um, but anyway, it's not all complaining. But it is sort of about the things in life that aren't fun. That we kind of think are fun. It's also sometimes about complaining about the dumbest shit with a sense of humor. So I don't know. Yeah, maybe some people aren't sophisticated enough for the podcast. Thank you for being one of the sophisticates. <laughs> Do you like how I spin that? Fuck the haters. You shouldn't read reviews. No, I actually don't. I have this. Uh, why am I even talking to you? I'm just saying like I I, I wouldn't read reviews because it's just haters. Right. No, I know. But um, 
God, fuck the haters, girl. I haven't seen you in years. Well, I've been really busy. I went to um, influencer school. What's it? Is that like a course you can take in college? No, it's not college. I'm not a boomer like you who went to college for free. Okay, I'm not a boomer and I didn't go to college for free. Well, you're rich and that's why you paid off your loans. No, I paid off my loans because I'm in my late 40s and it took decades, but I did. And I, I'm very happy, by the way, that people are getting their uh, loan debts forgiven because of the, the interest level that they were paying is is definitely something that wasn't uh, as big of an issue in, in, in my day. But um, okay, I don't even know what you were saying. Um, no, I went to influencer school. It's like, I mean, I understand what I can guess. Like it's a class you took, maybe even an online course that you took to learn the tricks and trades of being an influencer. Well, it's not a trick, first of all. It's like you learn how to get companies to um, give you stuff and then you advertise it. It's like a skill. No, no. I mean, it completely is. I'm not dogging it. I'm just trying to understand. What you, well, I had to pay money to join. Like you pay. Well, that makes sense. I mean, you're paying for. Well, no, but you like buy. I don't know, whatever. You buy stuff, but then like you have to get more people like the way you make money is that like you get people to join this thing and then once you get enough people to join, then they give you um, the tips and tricks of how to be an influencer. Well, that sounds like a pyramid scheme. It's not. I mean, I haven't earned, I haven't gotten enough people on board to get the tips and tricks yet, but, um, and I, I'm like 10,000 in debt, but I'm... I'm like working really hard to get other people involved. And that's, I came to see if you wanted to learn because like it's not sustainable to do a podcast forever. Um, no, I don't want to get involved because then I would have to then get like, if you get me involved in taking this, I don't even know what I'm giving you money for. I'm giving you money to do what now? Be the promise is that you get, I can't explain it. Like I need more time. That's why like, can you like go get coffee right now? No, I'm doing my podcast. Okay, well, I'm just saying like I wouldn't read reviews. That's for my first thought, but that's not why I came here. I don't – I'm trying to explain. I don't read reviews. I get this summary thing that I sign up with this thing, this podcast thing that tells me what countries listen to this show the most, what, how many people in each thing, and what episodes were more popular. And then it'll be like the, the average review of star – you know, the average star review this week. And then sometimes it'll highlight like the best review and the worst. So like I might see that. So I might see like two reviews a month, even if there's hundreds of new ones. I don't go and read them because it will make me nuts. It's a waste of time. You know, the the people who really love the show have the email address of the show and, and they can write in, you know, things they want to hear more of, things they want to hear less of, people who join my Patreon. We have a whole community there where people leave their thoughts in the comments. Um, but reviews are, is again, like I said, like go to Yelp at any time. I don't, why would I go to Yelp? No, I'm just saying like, don't literally go, but like on Yelp, right? You're going to find, this is where people like to go to be negative sometimes. I don't know. I mean, it's just, I don't read reviews is my point. I don't need that advice. I don't need to be rude. It's very kind of you, whatever. Okay, I'm like, Literally not even going to say fuck the haters anymore because it's clear you are a hater. What am I a hater of? I don't know. I just, 
I kind of agree with all the bad reviews now. Like you're just complaining. I'm not, I'm telling you, I'm worried about you. It sounds like you're involved in a pyramid scheme. Okay, I don't even know what that is. So how could I be involved in one? Oh boy. Okay, I gotta go. But seriously, like fuck the haters in general, but you shouldn't because I, I like get why you have haters. Bye. Oh my God. Okay, sorry everybody. That's, that's the fuck the haters girl. Um, hey, if you want to hear the history of the fuck the haters girl, <laughs> you can listen to last week's episode, which was Patreon only. There wasn't even a free version that I put up. Every once in a while I do that just to give the patrons a little extra something special. Every week they do get the full hour without ads. And depending on uh, if they pay three, four or $5 a month, that depends on, you know, that will indicate whether they get two, three or four episodes a month. But last week was for everyone on the patron Patreon and uh, there wasn't a free version here, but we're here now together. I don't even know what I'm talking about this week because I just turned on the microphone when I had a spare hour in between a really busy work week. And so you'll know what this episode is about because by the time it's released, uh, duh, you'll see it in the show notes. Oh, by the way, if you want to join the aforementioned Patreon, just click the link in the show notes. And by the way, uh, oh, somebody wrote me a letter. I'm going to read this letter. I'm going to read this letter. I just sounded like that weird character I do. This guy wrote me a note. He told me how I closed the sale. Sometimes I go in these boring descriptions of Patreon where I say, don't worry about it. You can put the RSS link in your favorite podcast app so you don't have to even download the Patreon app. You don't even have to go to the page except once to join. But it, once you do, you can listen to it like you do all the regular podcasts. So uh, this is from, uh, I, I don't know if he wants me to say his name, but his uh, name is AJ. Uh, I won't say his last name. He's in San Francisco. He says, Jen. I want to let you know how you closed the sale with me and converted me into a paying subscriber. One, uh, once you announced a $3 tier, I was converted mentally. Then it took me about two more months to finally stumble over to Patreon and put in my credit card. Also, you said something about putting the RSS URL in your Patreon or whatever podcast platform you use. And I thought, Eureka, I can still use iTunes to listen to the subscription-only podcast. Yes, I load my podcast into one of my iPod minis. I load my music onto a second mini. And I load books onto a third iPod mini. I need compartmentalization in my life. I've been trying to cut back on all the news I consume so that I can get more out of my, get more of my creative work done. But I like Jen's perspective and humor and perspective and values. And I want her to be out there podcasting, not just in my ear, but in everyone's. A lot of the really good writers at the Atlantic Monthly who wrote about COVID are super heavy and depressing in tone. I get it. COVID is depressing, but they make it even more work to slog through that information, which is why we need Jen. Jen humor carves room in the brain to take in more information. It's not so much about priced. price. I could only really handle a podcast this long every other week. If she charged $5 for every other week, I'd probably roll with it. My sister-in-law was in sales, and she told me that generating leads is filling up the top of the funnel, and eventually those leads trickle through. 
Well, I was at the top of the funnel for a long time, probably a full year, and I finally trickled through today. Hope you find this helpful to get more paid subscribers. Well, thank you. That email was forwarded on to me. And uh, it is helpful. You know, I used to work in sales. I'm about to maybe go into a boring story. So I won't. (laughs) I was going to go into not a boring story, but just a very bread and butter story about my first job out of college was working at Boston Ballet. We had to answer the phones like this, Boston Ballet. And I became the group sales associate. And then I moved on to a company called Broadway in Boston, where Broadway shows came through to Boston sometimes before they went through to Broadway so they could do their trial run in Boston. And I really loved my job. I swear to God, if you had to throw me back into the world of a non-TV writing job and and such, uh, I, I think I'd have a lot of fun going back to that place. I'm sure the person working there now would think, oh, I guess, uh, uh, excuse me, ma'am, uh, this is my job. And I'd be like, yeah, I used to work here in the 90s though, so <laughs> coming back. But I, I enjoyed uh, what I did. I mean, it was, it was not quite cold calling, you know, this is like pre-internet. I mean, we had work email, but you wouldn't email someone with all the info. You'd email someone to set up a phone call. That was back when email was used as a as a way to um, communicate with someone that wasn't in the same building as you, right? So if you even sent an email in the office with someone you worked in, like if you worked in an office with someone and they were kind of down the hall, you'd be kind of a weirdo for sending them an email instead of calling the, the desk landline. But I suppose you could say hey, you know, give me a call when you have a second or come down to my desk because we can talk about the thing. But email was was definitely something that you could send to someone that worked in another building at another company miles away, as well as a phone call, but sometimes you follow up with an email. But anyway, this is before you put everything in the email and just let it sit there and then you go, just following up. People used to take phone calls. Anyway, I would have to call people. I would call, you know, like let's say you're Susie Schmoozy and you run the seniors activity group. I don't know. They have these like tour groups for seniors, right? And they do six events a year. Maybe one of them is like a day cruise of gambling to Nova Scotia or something or a trip to Foxwoods Casino or whatever. I would try to So every single place in the area that has some kind of event, whether it's the ballet, the ballet, or a theatrical production, or you're a casino, or a day spa, or an amusement park, whatever, a lot of times there's crossover and you're all calling the same tour company or events company and trying to convince them this is what you want to offer your clients this year. We've got this musical coming through town, and I know your seniors are going to love it. And if you book with me today, you know, you get this percentage off. I mean, none of it was a ripoff. They get a great show, and they did get a discount for buying in bulk, but it was fun. It was fun to call and talk and kind of have an instinct about who might want to buy this for their groups. And then a lot of times we'd have 
really discounted prices uh, for balcony seats, for the ballet, for the theater. And we'd call schools and try to encourage field trips that introduce kids to the arts. That was, that was my favorite part. I felt like I was doing good things for the world. So that's the boring story about my life in sales. And you look, you knew that Blah Blah Tour Group was going to work with you at least once that year. They would at least buy one package to the theater on some show or some ballet. But you really wanted to be like, this year they're going to buy three, you know? Kind of see how many you can get. But it was definitely had this slash community outreach kind of vibe to it. But I'll tell you my boring story now. A lot of you may have heard this before. I, I feel like sometimes when I've told stories over the years, oh, everyone knows this. But, you know, my audiences, they come, they go, new people find me, other people, you know, forget <laughs> people's memories get worse as the years go by. But I had a job, a temp job in the early uh, early 2000s in New York City. I actually think it may have been 2000 exactly when I first moved to New York, or 99 maybe. I don't remember. It was between 98 and 2000. I was at a... No, it wasn't even through a temp agency that I got this job. It was, I think, just circling. I mean, guys, I'm talking... There's a newspaper. I have a red pen. You see it in movies and you go, that's not a thing. Yes, it was. And you circle a bunch of places you think it might work. And this place was called <laughs> Ayers Magazine, A-I-R-E-S, the magazine for millionaires. Now, have you never heard of it? This is what I was instructed to say to people. Oh, you've never heard of it? Because you're not a millionaire. You're, I'm supposed to make you feel bad that you haven't heard of it <laughs> was my assignment. So I call this place because I was at a temp job making, I don't know. Actually, what is crazy is that wages I'm realizing for younger people um, starting out in the workforce that are temping have not moved. I mean, a good temp job was 20 to $25 an hour. And I know people now who are assistants to executives who do not make that much. How fucked is that? Because my rent was $400 in the 90s. So to make $20, $25 an hour back then is pretty great. And, you know, rents shouldn't have skyrocketed as much and wages shouldn't have stagnated, but whatever. That's not what this podcast is about. So, but I'm, I'm just hating this temp job because I'm a, I'm a kid in my twenties and anyone to sit here now. I'm like, what? I used to sit there and do nothing all day. But you know what? To be honest, I, when you're a wannabe writer or a wannabe perform, I wasn't even a wannabe writer. I was like a wannabe performer. So there, w there was no internet. Like I can't, I mean, barely. Like, so I didn't have a laptop and like the computers at work were always like not even connected to any kind of internet. It was like, you know, I was just doing data entry and, and all this. So what I could do in my spare time would be, I guess, write, on a Word document, I could do some writing. But again, I wasn't like quite a writer. I would write short stories but um, or, or write my stand-up or something. But uh, it's not like I could write a script that I could then sell because I wasn't doing that yet. But I didn't have a laptop, so I wouldn't have even had the software to do that. You know, all the whole kind of stuff. But um, so I really would get bored. You know, imagine you can't watch anything on your phone. There's no phone that, that you're watching. There's, there's no watching things on the internet. So... 
I guess I can give myself a little bit of a break. No, I can't. I could, no, no, I can't because I could have read a book. I could have done anything. It's not like I knew what I was missing. It's not like I was sitting there going, I wish there was an internet that I could use, you know. So anywho. Honestly, I just got an email from Hulu as my emails open as I do this. We're updating our subscriber agreement. Eight paragraphs. Do you think I'm going to read this? My ADD brain that just, I am so overwhelmed that something just came in. I, I, I don't even know what they're saying. Are they charging me more? I'm just scrolling. I don't see a number. We're simplifying approaches to registration and billing for certain services. What? We're explaining that subscriptions to the Disney bundle will be subject to terms. And de- what? Huh? I no, delete. I can't. Like, I can't. Okay, anyway, so... I go to this job interview. I'm, this is how naive I am. It's in a sky rise, a high rise, a skyscraper, a building, <laughs> whatever you call it. And I'm thinking, oh, it must be an entire floor of this building. And no, oh, you go up to the 20 millionth floor and it's one office, one dinky office that isn't even a real office. It's just a room filled with folding chairs and folding tables and these cardboard things that, that are supposed to act as cubicles, but they're in no way soundproof. I guess they're just private. So you could pick your nose if you want it. And those are on all the card tables. And I interview with this guy and he's like, he's acting like he's, first of all, he's acting like he's in a play. Like I don't even know. I don't know how to explain it. Like literally suspenders, cigar, not lit, feet up on the table what makes you think you can be a salesman? I'm like, well, I was one and at Boston Ballet and this and that. And he's mm, pretty impressive. <laughs> what, what makes you want to get back into it? Well, I'm really a comedian at night. Oh my God. I and mean, just stuff like that. And he's like, well, let me show you. And I really think he thinks he's in Glengarry Glen Ross. I really think he thinks he's Alec Baldwin in Glengarry Glen Ross. Like I re- he literally would say things like coffee is for closers to the guys working there. I was the only girl. And he'd be like, listen, if you need to do stuff with like lady problems, you know, just do it. I don't know what that is. And there's all guys here. So I trust you. If you got to go to the bathroom, you go like, (laughs) thank you, sir. And so he's he's like, here's what you do. And he just gives me a phone. And again, guys, this is a heavy phone, push button, a phone like you see in movies from the 80s, landline. And he would just give me a, not the actual yellow pages or the white pages, but his own version that they'd cobbled together and just start calling dentist's office, start calling plastic surgeon's offices, you know, just high-end doctor's offices where he assumed rich people went and sat in the waiting room and read whatever magazine was there, which not a terrible assumption. And so I would call the dentist office and say, hi, I'm calling from Ayers Magazine, the magazine for millionaires. I do think you should subscribe because, um, no, not subscribe, take ads out. That's right. Take ads out because, so he's like, oh yeah, this magazine, which I never saw a copy of, by the way, he claimed there was a magazine called Ayers and that private jets advertised in it and other things rich people use. And so, you know, oh, you want to be the dentist that advertises in airs. So I had to talk them into it and then pass the phone over to the closer. But most people would be like, what? (laughs) 
It was so ridiculous. I don't think this was a real magazine, a real place. He was like, you don't get paid until you get 20 deals. And these guys don't even take lunch breaks anymore. They're working so hard. And I'm so stupid. I got intoxicated by that. Oh, wow. Instead of like, that's not fair. And I think he even gave me some spiel that was like, you can make $30,000 a week if you do this right. And I think I called my parents on a payphone. I'm going to make 30000 a week, so don't worry about me here in New York. I think they're like, okay. I mean, just, I was an idiot. You Thank God there was no internet. I think I would have been scammed every which way to Sunday by every email that came in. You know, I am a Nigerian prince. I think I may have fallen for that. I mean, I don't, I know that I never did because by the time that started happening, I was old enough to know better, but I swear to you, I'm not sure I trust me in my twenties. Okay. Well, if you want to hear the rest of the podcast, I'll meet you on over at the Patreon and uh, until next week, have fun. 